It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator and host of this award-winning show, and it's my aim in every episode to help you to find ways to improve your e-commerce business. So thank you for tuning in. I would love to know how the show helps you. Do let me know via social media, and if you do, you might just get a shout out, which reminds me Jeffrey Atkinson. Hello, Jeffrey. He got in touch with me recently on LinkedIn to let me know how the podcast helps him and that he listens whilst walking on Avoca Beach in New South Wales. I hope you're having a lovely walk this morning, Jeffrey. Given it's February here in the UK, I think are you, and it's winter as well over in the US, I think all our Northern Hemisphere listeners and me are going, wish I was walking in the sun on an Australian beach this morning. But where and to be honest, wherever you're listening, if you're out there in the rain, I'd love to hear about it too. Okay, something else I need to tell you before we get into today's episode is that I'm currently rather uh, shocked, smug, amazed, uh, insert adjective of your choice here, at being named in the e-commerce weekly's 2021 list of the 100 most influential people in e-commerce. How cool is that? Um, more importantly, for all of you guys, I'm perusing the list to see who else of the top 100 we should get on the show so they can help all of you. In today's episode, what are we talking about? We are, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are being joined by a subject expert rather than a retailer this week. I have someone who is very, very good at Facebook ads coming on to tell us about an amazing report they put together. The point we're recording this, it doesn't even have a name yet. Um, it doesn't even have a name, um, but it's a, it's a super good report. I've just read the draft. It is packed full of detail and data. And we are going to be picking apart some of these top strategies that he and his team have learned with all the millions of dollars of Facebook advertising they're doing every month for their clients. This is stuff which you could you can apply if you're an advanced Facebook ads person. These are ideas you could use as your first ever Facebook ads campaign. So whether you're going, well, I know it all, trust me, you never do with something like Facebook ads, or whether you're listening to this going, oh, sounds a bit scary. This stuff isn't scary. This is really straightforward, um, or most of it straightforward, campaigns you can put in place to drive sales for your business. Before we get into all of that, though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Clavio will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments. Building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash master plan. 2020 was nothing short of a crazy year for businesses and advertisers worldwide. Yet if you played your cards right, you could have made even more money from your ads. But what if you didn't? 
Lucky for you, J7 Media, a renowned Facebook marketing agency managing millions of dollars in Facebook ads every year, is offering you all their secrets to success. Want in? Download their free guide featuring the latest key trends and strategies you need to succeed as an online business in 2021 at experts.j7media.com forward slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's guest expert, Antoine Gagné is the founder and CEO at J7 Media, a creative and data-driven Facebook ads agency who manage over $2 million, not a year, a month, a month, $2 million a month in ad spend. J7 Media specialise in helping D2C brands grow their sales and have analysed the advertising they've been running over the last few months to put together a guide to the latest best practices on Facebook. So that's why I'm chatting with Antoine today. Hello, Antoine. Chloe, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be on your show today. It's great to have you here and um, and thank you for creating this awesome report because uh, I've just, just read it myself. It's hot off the press coming to you guys. I've just read a draft version and there's a lot in there that I hadn't heard of. So this is proper cutting edge stuff, but it, we'll get into that in a minute. Before we do, how did you get into this weird old world of e-commerce? That's a very good question, actually. So just to make it simple for the audience, I started the company in 2012. Uh, at the beginning, when I started my my company, we were doing social media management. We did that for a few years from 2012 to 2016. And then we realized in 2016 that, you know, putting content on Facebook and Instagram was not that interesting anymore because we were not able to get any organic reach. It was gone. It was not working that much anymore. So at that point, we had in our company the capacity to create a lot of great content, but we didn't have the vision on, on how we could distribute this content uh, on the internet. So that's where we were like, okay, we manage this content. What about we find a way to distribute this content? And we chose Facebook advertising. And we started to do that in 2016, 2017, and we started to become very good at it. And in 2018, we started to have our first e-commerce clients because obviously Facebook advertising for e-commerce is a no-brainer. It generates a lot of great revenue if you have clearly a good formula. And I guess that's what we're going to talk today. But then we started there. 2018, and then that's where we realized that we could really help these uh, these uh, these clients, this industry. And I guess my introduction to e-commerce has been through Facebook advertising. And so far, we're in 2021 now. We're still helping a lot of e-commerce, and I really, really love this industry. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think what I quite like is that you've come to it not from a numbers standpoint, but from a great content standpoint. And I think that's what a lot of people, find. a lot of e-commerce people have been very good at Google ads. And then they come over to Facebook and it's like, what? I actually have to write stuff and it's more than like 40 characters. And then I have to create images. And and actually the creative is harder to learn, I think, than the the nuts and bolts of a campaign and the optimization. Oh, totally. I, I think it's easier for, let's say, uh, an agency that was doing traditional advertising to come to Facebook ads than a Google ads agency to come to Facebook ads because Facebook ads is all about creation, creation, and creation. So if you have a background of content creation that you were distributing this content on a different platform, you just need to come, understand the platform, and now you can have some success. So definitely it's two 
different platforms that you need to consider when you're running uh, some some media spend for your company. So well, let's let's get talking about this analysis that you've done because there's some. There's, I have I have a list of things I want to talk about, but I thought I'd start off by asking you, what is the uh, the key lesson for you out of all the the little bits and the big bits that you've pulled together in this report? What's the one bit which which you really want to want to get out get out and get over there to the e-commerce people? Yeah, it's a good question. I think uh, we need to go back to the basic ear. And I think a lot of people can come and talk about technical things and Facebook advertising and all these different things. And I and they are very, very important. But the most important thing that we saw in 2020 were the fluctuation in terms of CPM on the platform. The fluctuation in terms of CPM. And I think that's where e-commerce owners need to have some focus on. And what I do mean by that, let me explain myself. Clearly, every every know everyone know what happened in March 2020. The world uh, has been shut down, and then for that reasons, a lot of companies were not advertising anymore because they were closed. What what happens when these kind of things happen? Automatically, a platform like Facebook, which is a bid platform, right? People are bidding to make sure that their content is has been seen uh, by a number of people. A lot of people went away, so it created a lot and a lot of space on Facebook to advertise and clearly to advertise cheaply. It was not costing that much money. So clearly that was interesting because a lot of brands at that time, especially e-commerce owners, have been very aggressive and they've been able to generate great revenue. Point number one. But this, a lot of people know that. A lot of people know that. They've seen it. Then what happens is a couple of months after we're going back, we're going back, let's say in November, October, there's another CPM fluctuation that happens, which is Black Friday, holidays, and these very important period. And we know that for a fact, this year, these periods were online because most of these shops were closed because we didn't want any uh, people close to one to another. Social distancing was a thing and it's still a thing right now. So a lot of people were online and now and now e-commerce owners, when they advertise, that's where they need to have an understanding of how much it costs to advertise on the platform, how much it costs to advertise on the platform. And you will see that in a guide. We had a very great explanation on what did we do in November and December of 2020 to make sure to make sure that we can advertise on the platform where when it doesn't cost us that much money. An example that I'm giving you today is we all know that Black Friday is in November. We all know that Black Friday is in November. Antoine, having read the report, I think I know where you're going, but I just want to labor in on a point which which you made there, which I think some people may not have quite quite fully got their heads around. What you're saying, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that when the CPMs go a bit crazy and they go high and therefore your costs go high and your return on investment goes down, your profits go down, it's not a case of turning it off. It's a case of working out how to work around that, how to adapt the campaigns you've got and how to change potentially when you when you when you when you actually do your advertising. So it's not an an on or off, it's an adapting scenario. You're Totally right. I think uh, you cannot say it in a better way. It, 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 it's all about reacting to what you see in front of you, right? And and yeah, so so to go back to this point, uh, 
in November, like I said, Black Friday is in November. It's a really big period for, for a lot of retailers, for a lot of e-commerce owners. I'm pretty sure that if you're listening to that today, you know that it's important for you. We had a client that wanted to generate uh, $8 million in revenue, and he gave us a $1.5 million budget on Facebook, and I think another $1 million budget on Google. On this $1.5 million, we invested $800,000, $800,000, before November even started. Wow. So you took like almost half your budget. My math is terrible there. <laughs> <laughs> it was 1.5 million on Facebook and 800,000 of that you spent before November even started for an event that happens at the end of November. You're totally right. We did it from September 15 to uh, the end of October, $800,000 with one objective in mind making more sales for Black Friday. And why did we do that? Let me go back to the point that I said earlier, the CPM, we need to have an understanding on how much it costs in the platform. Let me tell you one thing, and if e-commerce owners go back in their Facebook ads manager today, I'm pretty sure that if you go back in November, you'll see that, oh my God, it was so expensive advertising in November. And it's true, a lot of people are there. So when these kind of things happen, like Louis, you mentioned it, and you mentioned it really well, you need to adapt. You need to adapt. And that's exactly what we explain in the guide. From November from sorry, September 15 to the end of October, we invested $800,000 to literally what we call warm up your audiences. Prepare your people so they know that at some point you're going to have some discounts on your, on your uh, different products. So for literally uh, 45 days, this $800,000 was there to warm up our audience, generate leads, and it was not there to generate that many conversions. It was just to make sure that people know that Black Friday is coming for this specific brand, and we want you to know that. And by doing that, and by doing that, we finally have been able to reach uh, $8.5 million in sales for this specific Black Friday. So the strategy worked. It's A lot of people can say it's really risky. We don't think it's risky, not at all, because we understood what the CPM was all about. So my big lesson literally for 2020, and, and one of the things that you will find in this guide is Facebook advertising can be about creative offers and all these different things. But if as an e-commerce owner, you don't have a good financial understanding of what's happening on the platform, you're going to miss out on so many opportunities, especially when you scale. So for that 800,000, Antoine, you were, you were putting ads in front of people, kind of going, we're here, remember who we are, and also saying, give us your email address. Were you mentioning Black Friday in them or was it more kind of brand driven? Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. So we were getting emails and we did that in two different ways. The first way we did that is what we do call a VIP list. So basically we were running ads saying, hey, this sale is happening in a couple of weeks, couple of months. We're going to have our biggest sales of the year. Please, please give us your email address so you will know the promotions a couple of weeks, a couple of days before everyone else with a specific discount. So automatically we generate emails that have a purchase intent. Point number one, and another strategy that was really interesting and I encourage people to do is to literally create games with your customers, literally create games with your customers. So we created what we call a wish list campaign. So this specific e-commerce was running ads saying, hey, and he is selling toys, okay, he's selling toys. And this kind of ad was saying, hey, 
answer these three questions and automatically will tell you what kind of toys your kid need need for Black Friday for Christmas this year. And by doing that, we've been able to create so many leads for our business that when we were getting close to Black Friday, we were so ready for the occasion because we had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of leads in our pipeline, a lot of big, big audiences that we've been able to create on Facebook. And by adding that in front of us, after that, for Black Friday, we didn't spend that much the for the for the weekend. We didn't spend that much on the weekend because it was so expensive. So we did more emails, more ads targeting people who engaged with us in the previous weeks. And literally, this approach has been the one that I would recommend to any any e-commerce owners uh, for uh, for any Black Friday or, or other promotion like that. I love it because I think it's something you could use all the time. It's something, this is not just for Black Friday people. This is, a, is an idea you can use all the time because I think often e-commerce, we kind of, we, we do email sign up as a side project, but your example shows how important email signups are. But I have one more, one more question on this one before we go on to pick at some of the other, the other examples from the, from the guide. Um, and it's, you were capturing um, email addresses, capturing leads. Were you using the Facebook lead ad format where you capture email addresses directly on Facebook or were you directing people to an email sign-up form? This is a really good question. So we did both, but now I have a tip for people who are listening today, okay? Yes, please. <laughs> so clearly we've been able to see what kind of campaign were, was giving us more emails than another one. But also, if you're only looking at your CPL, which means cost per lead, when you analyze the different campaigns that you did, it's not enough. It's not enough. You need to know uh, how how much is worth an email, right? And I can tell you one thing, all the emails that we acquired with what you said, the Facebook lead form uh, directly on Facebook, we were getting emails for a really cheap price, but then these emails didn't convert as much as the emails that we were getting when we were bringing people on a really great sales page, explaining the different benefits that people could have. We explained that in a guide. You will you will be able to see that, but it's important that people understand that CPL is not enough. If you want to see if a campaign is working well, CPL is not enough. You need to be able to understand the value of a lead. Yeah, that makes that makes so much sense because those those Facebook lead ads that you can almost sign up to something without realizing when you're the recipient of one of them. It doesn't surprise me that the results were an awful lot poorer than if the if the customers had to go through those steps because sometimes everyone you want to make it a little bit hard for the customer so you actually get the ones you want. Okay, so um, I'm looking at my list of things I really liked in the report. And and this is one I wanted to ask you about because I hadn't heard of this. The instant experience ad format. Um, you guys can't, can't see this, but Antoine's eyebrows just raised with excitement as I said I wanted to ask him about that. So what is the instant experience ad format and why should we be using it? Yeah, very, very great question, Chloe. So the instant experience for people who are listening today, it's another thing that we put in, in the guide. It's literally creating a landing page, a sales page within the Facebook platform, okay, inside the Facebook platform. So that's a very, very interesting way to go because the friction with your customer is not that present. Literally, people click on the ad, they stay on Facebook, they look at the different products, different benefits of your product on the platform, and then they can buy. Now, important to know one thing. This is a thing that we did this year that worked so much with most of our clients, but only for clients that we know for a fact that their customers are buying products 
on mobile, okay? And I want to repeat, customers who buy products on mobile because instant experience is only available on mobile. So it's not for desktop. So for instance, if you're an e-commerce owners and you're selling a product for $3,000, I'm pretty sure that there is a good chance that this purchase will happen through desktop, through a computer, which is normal, right? So maybe instant experience in that case to generate a transaction right away is not necessarily the way to go. It could be interesting for other things, but for, for to generate a transaction right away, I'm not sure. Now on the flip side, if you're selling a $30 product, a $25 product, a $40 product, there's a pretty good chance that people are buying your product through their mobile. If it's the case, please give it a try. Try the instant experience. Compare the instant experience compared to a normal sales page, and I'm pretty sure that you'll be impressed by the, by the results that you're that you're going to get. Uh, we, we did that with a couple of clients this year, and these kind of instant experience campaign became evergreen campaign that lasts all year long. Nice. So this isn't we're not recreating our whole product catalog on Facebook. We're picking one or two products to put in front of the the, the customer. So it's quite a tight funnel as such. Exactly. And do, do they check out on Facebook or do they check out with us? Not yet. They check out on the client's website, but I can tell you one thing, and it's one of the things that we uh, that we all agree in our company right now. Facebook is doing everything they can right now to keep you on their platform and to make sure that you buy in, in the Facebook platform. So I'm pretty sure that a couple of months from now, we'll be able to have instant experience where you can buy from A to Z inside the old Facebook ecosystem. Which brings a whole world of questions and opportunities. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. But, but let's, let's not get into that right now. Um, <laughs> one, one last question on these instant experience ads. Is, is it complex to set up the, the link between someone picking the product on Facebook and then checking out on your website? Or is that a fair, is it a very technical thing to get set up or is it quite easy? It's quite easy. As long as you have a good... I'd say creative production to make sure that you create an amazing experience for the end consumer in Facebook. Uh, at the end of the day, it's the same as creating a sales page, right? So uh, it's really not complicated to create. It's uh, very useful for e-commerce owners. This is this is a key that I would recommend uh, day in, day out. Okay, cool. And are they hitting add to basket on Facebook or are they choosing a product on Facebook? Okay, so this is a good one. So. The funnel is the ad, instant experience, and see the instant experience more as a shopping experience where you don't put your information there. So it's just a page. But then you can see, let's say, product A. And when you see product A and you like it, you click, and then directly you're going to the checkout page of the client's website. But again, I'm telling you, uh, Instagram released this year what we call Instagram checkout. So you can literally buy uh, within Instagram. I'm pretty sure that these kind of instant experience will give us the opportunity this year to buy inside, like I said, the Facebook ecosystem. Nice. And uh, okay, I said I was going to give you one more question about instant experience. I did two. So I think we should we should do one more thing um, before, because I, I, you know, we don't want to repeat the whole report here. Um, so one of the other things you said in there was about the theoretically mundane, but hugely powerful having fewer campaigns. So account structure being key. Yeah, this is, a, this is a thing for any advertisers, any marketers, any e-commerce owners that are listening today. This is our third big lesson of 2020, I'd say, that we, that we put in our guide is 
Facebook, and I'm pretty sure you had a lot of guests this year who told you something that that sounds a bit like a, what I'm going to tell you, uh, Chloe, but Facebook in January 2019 released something called the Power Five, which are the five things that they recommend to uh, when you're doing advertising on, on their platform. So there are five main things. And one of the thing in this Power Five is called uh, account simplification. So basically to make it simple is Facebook, their algorithm, their pixel is becoming so smart, so intelligent that they are literally telling you, don't create that many campaigns in the account. Let me do the job of the targeting. Just create one, two, three campaigns with one or two audiences in your campaign. Don't put too many interests. Don't put too many uh, restriction in my audience. Let me do the job. Just tell me what you want. For, if you're an e-commerce owner, there's a pretty good chance that you want to purchase. So just tell Facebook that you want to purchase with a really broad audience. You will see the difference in terms of results that you're going to get by having that. It's completely crazy. And, and literally, let me just give you an example. We have a client in Black Friday that was uh, spending $50,000 a day on Facebook. And in his advertising account, we had three campaigns. And one of the campaign was spending by itself, $40,000 a day for one campaign. I'm pretty sure that if you're running ads right now, you'll be like, oh, $40,000, it will be 400 campaigns or I don't know, uh, 50 campaigns. No, give, create one campaign, give a lot of flexibility to Facebook and this will help you a lot. It's something that they told us a couple of years ago. We implemented that so much in 2020 and it's working, it's a thing. Uh, account simplification is the way to go for e-commerce owners. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Are you an online business whose advertising efforts did not go as planned in 2020? Want to know where you went wrong? For expert advice on how to optimise your ads and maximise your revenue in 2021, download J7 Media's free Facebook marketing guide featuring the most prominent trends and strategies you need to succeed if you're an online business. To download this fast action guide, visit experts.j7media.com forward slash masterplan. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Antoine, you ready for these? Yeah, I'm ready for these. Excellent. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Profit First. Oh, which brilliant book. You read it? 
Oh, yes. I pretty, I live by, I'm terrible. I read books like Profit First and then I adapt, but I basically live by Profit First. Yeah. It's uh, the way to go. Like a lot of people think that you only need to increase your top line revenue to create a great business. It's completely false. Profit First is the way to go for 97% of businesses that live. Uh, the other 3% are business that raise, I don't know, $3 billion to create something <laughs> that at some point they are trying to sell it. But 97% of the other businesses should live by Profit First. Yeah, it's it's, it's a book I think I read about oh, almost 10 years into running businesses. And I wish I'd read it in year one. Oh, do I wish I'd read it in year one. Anyway, um, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Okay, so I'll give you two answers here. I'd say if you're a B2B company, you should really take some time to uh, to to think about podcasts. Podcasts is not known that much right now in terms of traffic asset, and it's literally a thing that can create an amazing ROI if you have a good strategy behind it. And for a B2C company, D2C company, I'd say a mix of Facebook advertising and influencer marketing. So how you do that, you have an influencer and then you put media behind the campaign that the influencer is doing for you. So that creates uh, a mix that is so powerful and can create an amazing ROI. These two will be my, my two tactics here. Excellent. Okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? I think uh, a lot of people will clearly use the same kind of, of different app. I would give you something different. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of education and making sure that the uh, education and the knowledge inside my company is the same for everyone. So we're using a learning management system called Praxio that I really love. And we created uh, in Praxio what we call the J7 Media Academy, where all our campaigns from A to Z are structured in this platform so people can follow it. So it's literally a, a, an e-learning platform, but for our staff. And this tool, Praxio, help us, it's literally a LMS, a learning management system, help us to make sure that the knowledge is shared with everyone in the organization. Oh, what a genius team. Back when I had my agency, I'd have lost weeks into setting that up. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Okay. And, and certainly anyone going, oh, it's just for agencies. That's something you could definitely use in your e-commerce business to keep everyone on the same page. Hugely powerful. Okay. The last one, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Find a way ASAP to liquidate your ad cost, okay? Because if you're able to liquidate, and, and I'll explain what I do mean by that, but keep that in mind, liquidate your ad cost. The company that I saw, the e-commerce company that I saw growing very, very fast in the past two or three three years are the company that are able to see, to sell a product, to sell a product with their advertising that has a lot of profit margin upfront. Okay. So by doing that, they were able to, to spend more, to acquire more customers because they were only looking to acquire this customer as a one-to-one -one ratio. So what I do mean by that, 
Every time you invest $1, you get $1 back in your pocket. By doing that, they were then able to tell the same customer, hey, do you want to buy another product? Do you want to buy another product? And they were not doing that by advertising anymore. They were doing that by emails. So if as an e-commerce company, you can find a way to sell something front end that gives you the ability to liquidate your ad costs and doesn't cost you that much because it's high profit margin, that's where you'll be able to bring your e-commerce business to an old new level. Oh, I like that. That's clever. Very, very clever. Bringing product into acquisition. Okay, Antoine, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you, your business and the report we've been talking about for the whole episode? Uh, please. Yeah. So uh, if you want to find this report, just go at experts.j7media.com slash masterplan. So I repeat, experts with the S dot j7media.com slash masterplan. That's where you'll be able to find the report. I'm also a big fan of podcasts. So I run a podcast called Social Selling. Uh, so basically it's our Facebook advertising strategy that we shared every single week. I had the chance to receive also Chloe who came on the podcast. We talked on, we talked about e-commerce. It was great. And if you need anything else from us, just go on our website, j7media.com and you'll, you'll find, uh, you'll find uh, all the information uh, that we're providing to our audience every week. Excellent. Yes. And if you, if you do want to check out uh, Antoine's podcast, then definitely listen to my episode because it, it was a cracker. We had a lot of fun recording that one, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, Antoine, thank you so much for being on the e-commerce masterplan podcast today. You've been a brilliant guest and we've gone into a lot of detail that I know is going to help the people listening, especially if they go and download that report because there are screen grabs. There are There's so much detail in there, people. I ca personally can't believe they put it all in there. So, so grab it now before they change their minds. <laughs> Antoine, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Louis. Well, hopefully that's given you a fair few ideas on how to improve your Facebook performance. So we talked about being a bit cleverer about where you're spending your cash and not loading it into those times of year when we know the CPMs, that's the cost per thousand impressions, are going to be hideous. Uh, we talked about having lead gen campaigns, so gathering email addresses and creating lists of people who are primed to buy rather than just always going after the sale. And I thought um, Antoine's tip about don't use Facebook lead ads, send people to a decent email sign-up page that explains what you're offering is a great way of getting the overall campaign campaign to work better. Even if your cost per lead, your cost per email address is that little bit higher. Um, and then we talked about uh, that bit about uh, keeping your um, those instant... See, I'm trying to read my read two sets of notes whilst re recapping on all of this because there was so much I don't want to miss anything out. So we talked about the instant experience ad format and then we talked about that power of having fewer campaigns. Now, I know some of you are going, well, obviously, because we've done that for ages. But I know a lot of you are still, still structuring it in a similar way to how you would a Google Ads campaign. Facebook ads, smaller campaign structure, lots of ad sets is what we're talking about. Um, the link to download that report to get your hands on it is experts.j7media.com forward slash masterplan. It is well worth it. I have read the draft um, version in order to do this podcast because it's really coming hot off the press to you guys. And it is packed. They are giving you all the details, screen grabs of ads, charts of how it worked. It is, it's like a little... Um, 
a little reference guide of what to do in your Facebook ads in 2021. It's really good. I, I honestly, honestly, highly recommend it. Um, now, to get your hands on the notes from today's show, including top tips, links to what we've mentioned and all the rest of it, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There, of course, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. If you liked this episode and you're inspired about improving your Facebook ads, then make sure you check out this month's episodes on our sister podcast, Keep Optimizing, because over there, February is all about Facebook ads. Across the month, I'm being joined by four Facebook ad experts, each of whom is getting into details on a different area of Facebook advertising. We've actually got um, this week's episode, which goes live on Monday, is with John Hagen, who you may remember from the Purely or Pure Lie even, um, episode on this podcast earlier this year. He's now running an agency focusing on dark posts, which we mentioned um, during that episode. Well, he's come back on to keep optimizing to give us a full episode on dark posts. What are dark posts? Well, they are exactly, exactly the thing that Antoine mentioned in his uh, traffic top tip when he said about putting advertising spend behind your influencer's activity. If that has your mind boggling, you really need to listen to the Keep Optimizing episode that comes out this Wednesday. Um, we also have sessions completely on how to get your images right, how to get your video right, and there's an awful lot more tips going in, in and around um, on top of that. And Antoine is hopefully going to be joining us for our monthly uh, Keep Optimizing webinar which this month is going to be all about Facebook ads, because why wouldn't I ask him to join in that, given um, given he clearly knows a lot about it as well. You can find all of that um, at, via keepoptimizing.com or just search for it on whatever, wherever it is you're, you're listening to this podcast right now. Well, look, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their business. So please do tell the other e-commerce business owners, you know, because I'd love to help them improve their business too. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.